Thank you for tuning into the City Church California podcast. We exist for anyone to believe in God, to become who God created them to be, and to build the church and our city. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you can be updated anytime we add new content. Now let's check out the latest message from our Sunday gathering. Today we are continuing, as we do every year, series on our vision, and our vision is that we believe, we become, and we build. And one of the reasons we are doing this series is because many new people have been joining our church, and we want to explain our vision. And we as a church should have the same vision, a unified vision. That's the same in marriage or a company. Really, the problem with our nation right now is we have two visions for the nation. We have two different directions for the nation and for me Becky and I have to say whether it's politically or the way we live I believe I believe in Jesus Christ I believe he's my Lord and Savior and not only believing that's the first part of our vision we are becoming children of God we are becoming like Christ and we want to build together in Genesis 11 if you have your Bibles I want you to go to verse 5. In 11, the men of the city, Babel, were building a tower to the heavens. And God said, let us go down and see the tower that they have built. And again, our words are that we believe in God. We exist that anyone can believe in God, become like Jesus, and build together. And it says, because the people are one, listen to these profound words, nothing that they purpose will be restricted or forbidden or withheld from them. Can I say we will never be restricted by law, by wokeism, only division can restrict us, but we are a united people around a united vision that we exist. If you know it, say it with me. We exist that anyone can believe in God, become like Jesus, and build together. It's God's grace who enables us to believe, become, and build. I want you to write that down. It's absolutely God's grace that gives us the ability to believe, to become, and build. I was thinking about it yesterday as as I was watching college football, grace came to me way before I knew grace came to me. I really began to ponder it, and theologians call that prevenient grace. It's grace before you're aware of grace. And it was him that was leading me, guiding me to the right people, to the right friends, really placing me in the family that I was placed in. Maybe in your past or childhood, you had severe abuse and maybe you really say, God, where were you during that time? I want to tell you God was always there. We wouldn't even be believing right now if that grace didn't come to us beforehand to open us up. And it's saving grace. It's justifying grace. But today, I want to throw down and talk about sanctifying grace, that the God who began a good work in you and me, he is going to complete it to the day of Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? 
And you may want to write this down. Grace, the grace of God is his favor that is free and undeserved. And it gives us the ability to respond to the call of Christ to become children of God, saints, and partakers of the divine nature and eternal life. We can't earn the grace of God. Say that with me and just kind of shake your finger. We can't earn the grace of God. But you know what? You can learn it. We can learn about the grace of God. We can experience it. And I want you to say this after me. Say, we believe in God. If we believe in God, how do we become? And why is it that so many people who believe in God never change? They say, well, I've accepted Jesus or I've tried Jesus. Well, try a Tesla, try a Camry, try a Prius. But when it comes to Jesus, you have to trust him. And some who say I've trusted Jesus but still live a mediocre life is not really believing. The goal of believing in God is to become a child of God. That we're becoming something that we could not have been on our own. Can you say amen? And I really believe by the Holy Spirit, I wrote this down, we become through God's grace, his very own life infused into our our being by the Holy Spirit to heal us of sin and sanctify us to God. Becoming is a sanctifying grace of the Holy Spirit where we become a new creation. Becoming a saint goes beyond our behavior but into the interior of your soul and it's going to come on the screen. I want us to repeat this after me. We are not sinners saved by grace. Is it coming on the screen? Kind of. Ah, here it goes. Isn't it magical? This screen obeys my voice. Let's read it together. We are not sinners saved by grace. Let's do it again. We are not sinners saved. Never will you or I, when we read uh, Romans, Corinthians, like the letters that Paul wrote, you'll never hear him say to the sinners in Rome, to the sinners in Corinth, to the sinners in Colossae, to the sinners in Laodicea or Philippi or Ephesus. You know what he says? To the saints in Rome, to the saints in Philippi. Well, you're saying, well, I don't feel like a saint. Baby, being a saint isn't about you. It's about Jesus Christ. And he's the one who not only saved us, but he's sanctifying us and he is making us holy to become children of God. Can you say amen? And believing should not lead us to living a life of the same. I want you to know I accepted Jesus, but then became the same until I begin to receive the sanctifying work of the person of the Holy Spirit. Then I began to change. I want you to go with me to one of my favorite verses, John chapter 1. Verse 12, and we're going to read this in several translations. And how do believers experience transformation? Is our belief in God a fad or does it lead to transformation? I can tell you now it's by receiving and believing we become children of God. Here we go. John chapter 1 verse 12. 
And it says, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Can you say amen? And then let's go to the, I'm going to read the Passion Translation, John 1, 12. And it says, but those who embrace him. Can I say right now, God is hugging you. He's embracing you. His everlasting arms are embracing you. Have you ever hugged someone who is like hugging a two by four? I'm a stiff hugger. I, I, I really not a snuggler. You come and it's like I give you a weird side hug. I'll, I'll, I could break a rib when someone comes in for the hug. They'll come in for a frontal hug and I'm, I, I naturally turn to the side and, and it cracks their sternum. Because I feel uncomfortable with people I don't know hugging me. And, and now I'll tell you who I will hug. Number one, my wife. She's huggable. All right. Number two, the people I do not give the side hug to are my grandchildren. Like Quincy, between services, when he sees me, it's that one volume yell, Jude! And he's going to run. He's going to jump in my arms. He's not only hugging me, he's wrapping his legs around me. And I just squeeze him and I smooch his head. Can I say right now, God is embracing you with a crazy embrace. Don't give him a side hug because you're mad at him, unforgiving with him, and saying you didn't experience him. Come on, why do I smooch Quincy like that? Because he smooches me like that. Can you say, well, I don't know if God loves me. Oh, he's hugging you right now. Just embrace him back, and you will have supernatural authority to know you are a child of God. You're, God Jesus didn't die just for, to forgive you of a habit. He died to, that we would become children of God. Can you say amen? Somebody say change, change, change. How many want to change in your life? I can feel a change coming in my life by the Holy Spirit. I say change. I want some change in my life. Are you, I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about a metamorphosis in my life. I'm talking about going from one substance to another substance. Uh, if you're from the 80s and early 90s, come on, bullfrogs and butterflies. I've been born again. How many of you ever saying that? Ooh, you got to be a great grandparent if you have. Amen. And so, <laughs> someone goes, not me. And so everyone say metamorphosis. And it's, to, it's really to shape and to change our substance. And to do that, it goes through stages. For example, a butterfly will go and it lives on nectar and leaves and it will lay eggs. And then it becomes a caterpillar. And then they keep eating. They're hungry and hungry and hungry. And the caterpillar gets bigger and bigger, sheds its skin until a cocoon comes. Then one day, the butterfly is no longer a earth-crawling insect. It becomes a beautiful creature. Can I say when you believed in Jesus, it's not just fire insurance. It's not just to save us from hell. It's to go from a caterpillar to a butterfly, from a tadpole to a bullfrog. We have 
been born again, not by the will of man, not by our own will. We didn't will this. It's grace that caused us to become children of God. Can you say amen? And usually in metamorphosis, whether it's a tadpole or it's a caterpillar, there are stages to it. And I want to say justification, the grace of justification is instant. But it was God working before I knew he was working. And all of a sudden, at one point, God had been working, 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 my believer was turned on. And when my belief is a light switch, and it is real, bam, the lights came on, I saw God, I knew he was for me, not against me, and he was good, and I invited him into my heart, my life, I wanted to trust him with everything, then the grace of sanctification stages or process of Jude becoming a son of God. Now, one of my favorite scriptures on marriage, in fact, we quoted at weddings, it says, a man shall leave his father and mother. Son, if you want to be married, stop sleeping on mama's couch. Go get your own apartment. I <sighs> got a witness on that one, huh? <laughs> Ladies, do not marry a man who's always wanting you to pick up the bill at Red Robin. Tell him to go back to his mom, all right? Okay, amen. How many ladies had to pick up the bill for your man? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> One of my favorite scriptures on marriage, and we use it all the time, Genesis chapter 2, it says, A man shall leave his father and mother and be, get this, and be joined. And I guess that's what believing does. It joins us with Jesus. Be joined to his wife. But get this, and the two shall become. That means it's a process. I stand before you, it's almost 37 years. Becky and I are now more one right now than we've ever been. And I want to continue to be one, but I want to be one with God. Can you say amen? Let's go to this scripture. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And we love this. This is verses 14 and 16. Everyone say become. And today we're talking about the channels of becoming. I want to give you channels of becoming like Jesus. Romans 8, 14 to 16. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God or the daughters of God. For you did not receive, here's that word again, it's embrace, open up. You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. You don't have to be woke. Stop being afraid to say you're mine. Come on, I think we should be able to speak up. I'm kind of tired of people trying to muzzle the church. Why does everyone else get to have an opinion except a believer in Jesus Christ? And for the record, I'm not just a believer, I'm a son of God. I've added to my human nature, his divine nature, and I think he has something to say through all of us. Can you say amen? Why are we going to be muzzled? We're not a religion. We're not compared to this belief or that belief. We have the Son of God living on the inside of us. And for the record, stop saying, well, it's a private faith. No, it's anything but private. It is personal, but it goes public real quick. 
And I personally think one of the reasons we believe and never become is we believe privately, but we never say anything with our mouths. The Bible says believe in your heart, but your mouth should say something about it. What if for 37 years I said, oh, no, 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 I don't. Who's Becky? Who's Becky? Oh, hey, Becky. I love I'm not keeping Becky on the DL. Why are we keeping Jesus on the DL? If I try to keep her on the DL, we're at a big event on Friday. Uh, she'll come right now. I'm Jude's wife. Who are you? You know, and so can you say amen? So for as many that are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage, again, to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are, come on, not just forgiven. What is it not saying? Not just part of a club, not just part of a church. We are children of God, and I have a tremendous witness on a good day and a bad day. I belong to God. Check me, 23 in me. I got the DNA of the Father. Amen? Now, please write this down, and I want you to say this after me. Say, the goal, a little bit louder, of believing is becoming. And we become through the channels of Scripture, prayer, the sacraments, service. I want to say this. It says, many is led by the Spirit of God, following the impulses of the Holy Spirit. I know that sounds foreign to a Catholic or a Baptist. Pentecostals kind of get it. Now, if the Spirit's impulse tells you to key your neighbor's car, that's the wrong spirit. <laughs> the Spirit's impulse usually tells you to give money in church. You go, oh, that's the devil. No, that's God. Can your neighbor's car is the devil. Are you with me on that? And obedience in the communion of the saints. This is how believers become saints and children of God who build the church and change the world. Number one, I want you to write this down. It's going to come on the screen. Bible. Say that with me. Bible. Say it again. Bible. I like the way you say it. Do you have your Bible? Even if it's a U version, would you do me a favor? I want you to pick up your Bible. I want you to hug your Bible. This is the best friend you'll ever have. This book has never talked behind my back. This book has never tweeted a mean tweet about me. This book has never rejected me. This book hasn't invited everyone but me to the party. This book has been my best friend. Now, right here, what you hold, hold it, hold it, hug it, say it again. The, say it again. The B-I-B-L-E, that is the book for me. Let's stop. Let's just say it. We are Bible-believing people. We vote the Bible, live the Bible, believe the Bible, read the Bible, study the Bible, hungry for the Bible. So you say, oh, no, I only read the New York bestseller. Oh, good. It's always been number one. They just don't put it on there anymore. 
Now, let me tell you a true story. I believed, I promise you, I believed in eighth grade. I think what had happened, it makes me cry. Gosh. He was working on me before I even believed in him. I was in eighth grade. I had a job, my favorite job, really, almost, except for this. I was the announcer at a little league park in Louisiana, and I was good. I could do Howard Cosell. I could do other announcers. And I would end up getting released from that job because of Becky's weird cousin. I won't go there. I have a bitter root. But actually, Provenient Grace, Grace beforehand, used her weird cousin. I can name him by name, too. Used him to release me from that job, and I would go to a Baptist camp for six weeks because this devil needed six weeks away. (laughs) But at the end of the six weeks, the reality of God came on me. I knew I was a sinner, but I knew he loved me. And when I invited him in my heart, I knew at that moment, should I die, I'd go straight to heaven. It was not fire insurance. It was a relationship that I entered in with Jesus. But I never became. I remained the same. When I went back to school, I started high school. No one knew I'd accepted Jesus. I was still the same Jude. When did I go from believing to becoming is when I was so touched by the Holy Spirit on a Sunday night in August 1980. The very next morning, they don't even have them anymore. You won't even believe that they had it. They used to have stores that were called Bible bookstores. There was no Amazon. You went in, it smelled like potpourri, and they had weird signs, like as far as me and my house, you know, all these goofy Jesus pins. But I went, and I not only got a Bible, I got highlighters for the Bible. And I started devouring the Bible. You know where my believing turned into becoming? I started reading the scriptures. I couldn't get enough of it. It wasn't like, dude, did you read your Bible? Oh, I remember as a Catholic. Did you say the rosary? No. Did you say Hail Mary? No. Did you say, you need to say the act of contrition? No. You know, but when I got born again, I started becoming, I wanted to read the Bible. I began to, in, within less than a year, I read the entire Bible all the way through. And since that time, it's now 43 years. Not only that, they had a Bible study on Monday night. No one asked me to go. I was hungry. I think some people stop at believing because they've shut their Bible too much. And they handle their Bible almost like a little, you know, that uh, eight ball. Uh, Am I going to have a good day today? Yes. Am I going to have a good day? Same thing. No. You know, that's the dumbest thing in the world. They do the point and find method with the Bible. Lord, do you love me? No. No. Lord, are you going to bless me? Judas went out and hung himself. Ah, no. (laughs) Can I say, I think we need a little bit more of that. The reason why a lot of believers 
look more like a caterpillar than a butterfly because they've renewed their mind on social media and the thoughts of influencers and the news media instead of the scriptures. I think we need to bring back Bible study and Bible memory and Bible meditation. Oh, man, let me tell you something. I want to say something. For those of you who believed in the 80s, I think we need a revival in our Bible. I think we need to get back getting a scripture for everything. There was a day I would barely brush my teeth without a scripture. I think we need a little bit more Bible in our life. We, we, it's like we're giving our lives and our minds 2% Bible and 98% of what everyone else thinks. I don't want to think the way they think. I want to think the way God thinks. If I'm adopted into his family, I need to know his culture. I need to know his thoughts. I want to know his words. Everyone say the word of God. Say the Bible. Now, let me tell you this, my, my wife, good Lord, I never knew that after Becky would have Jude that she would nurse. And I, I, I kind of knew women nurse. I, I, I saw people doing that. But uh, my goodness, I couldn't do anything with her when she was nursing. <laughs> you know, that's all I'm going to say. There are children in the room, okay? I'm not going to go anymore. <laughs> I know you thought I was going to go there. No, I'm not. Just be quiet. I have the Bible in me. <laughs> Kid you not, my son, Jude, no one took him to 10 classes on how to nurse. That kid started nursing. Becky could be in the mall standing on her head and she could nurse Jude. Jake nursed till he was 18 years old. <laughs> I kid you not. <laughs> All I know, he would say, Mommy, I'm hungry. I thought, that's enough. I'm using this illustration on purpose. There's a point, Becky. There's a point. I think too many of you have depended on the milk of the word, preaching of another, instead of studying and getting some meat of the word. You're grown. Take the diaper off. Paul said you should be eating meat by now, but I have to give you milk because you're not rightly discerning the Bible and living it. Come on. He said you need to become. Somebody has to throw that bottle away. You say, what is the meat of the word? How about some study? What about memory? You say, why did you start memorizing scripture? Because they had a lot of problems. That's why. What were the verses? Anger, impure thoughts. So I had to go through the scripture and change my mind. Everyone say Bible. The next one is prayer. Write that down. Say that with me. Shout it out. Shout it out. You want to know what we really fell in love with? It was a prayer meeting. We go to a prayer meeting on Friday nights 
And we pray through the night. I want to say something. I do not think Sunday's the most important service. I think we need to change the way we think. I'm concerned for the nation and our state. They're passing laws left and right that are staggering. And they're demonic. And we cannot fight this with our own intelligence. We need to build an upper room on Thursday night. And personally, I think, in, we look, it's online. You could come once a month. If you knew America had only 10 years to make it, I bet this place would be packed with us praying, seeking an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? amen. I think we all need to hear from God. We're living in the end of time. I think prayer should be personal. If you've never experienced God in corporate prayer, maybe that's why you believe, but you haven't become. How many times tonight, men, you need to come. Michael has a word from God. It's something about when men pray for other men. Miracles happen when men pray. I'm going to say that again. Miracles happen when men pray. Ladies, don't marry a man who doesn't pray. If he can't worship God, he won't worship you. Everyone say pray. pray. I believe we should intercede. I believe we should be. That's where we become aware of the Holy Spirit saying, no, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. I want you to write this down and we're going to say it together. Community of believers. Say that with me. One more time. I actually think one of the reasons many believe and live a life of mediocrity is because of their friends. I go to Angela Garcia's class for one thing. Number one, to check on Rio. Number two, I'm spying out who the normal kids are. And I'm going to give them candy to be his friend. You become who you hang out with. So you may believe that if all your friends that you share your life with do not believe, you will not become. Some of you need to get some new friends. You need to join a group. You need to join a group today. The next one is service. And I want you to write that down. And I want you to say that with me. Service. Say it again. Service. I could say not only giving money. The thing that caused me not only to believe, but really to become. I served my way into holiness. When you serve, you forget about yourself. And you think about others. Anyone can work in the parking lot, be a greeter, sign up for city kids, be in the production team. I think we all should be serving. Can I say, I think it's beautiful to see families serve together. A family that serves together will become together. I think we have divisions and divorces is because we don't serve together. You guys know Becky and I, we, I mean, we're growing. Becky and I are more in love now than we've ever been. But let me tell you really what kept us together. Jude and Becky ministered together. We serve together. Two of my sons are in the ministry. Why? Because we did it as a family. We serve together. The Son of Man didn't come to be served, but to serve. The next one, I want you to write this down. Sacraments. And say it with me. Sacraments. And that's baptism. If you haven't been baptized, we have a change of clothing. Today's your day. You need to be baptized. I want to say another one. I think you need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. 
If you're a man tonight, you have never been baptized with the power of the Holy Spirit. Come tonight, Rick Green will baptize you in the Spirit. If you have really an addiction, when they put you under the water, just tell them they hold you down for three seconds longer. You'll get free. I promise you. I want to say another thing. The real number, one of the top ways I became, and we're ending, I'll stand up to prove it because I'm over time. I need to get used to doing three services, is sharing my faith. It's the thing that was the most difficult for me. Going out and telling someone that Jesus changed my life. It's, it's like the words got stuck right here. It was almost like I was suffocating. But once those words breached that fear, I knew I was born again and I had become. And then for two to four years, every Friday, I went street witnessing. I think we need to become witnesses of becoming that we could tell people God has changed us. We're children of God. Amen. Will you stand up? I want to read this scripture to you. It's Philippians 2, and it's going to come on the screen. Maybe you could recite it with me. Provenient grace. Sherry, God's always been with you. Always. Always. Even when we weren't aware, he was there. And I love this. Therefore, my beloved city church, California, as you've always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Get this. Work out. Work out. Work out your own salvation. How? With fear and trembling. That means an awe, a worship, a respect. Why? I love verse 13. For it is God. For it is God. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do, for his good pleasure. I can't work it out if he didn't work it in. But he did work it in. Therefore, I have a response to work it out and become by Bible, prayer, sacraments, service, witnessing, confession. Can you say amen? amen. Hold your hands. Father, we, we're becoming children of God. You've embraced us. Now we fully embrace you. And God, I thank you. If we need more word, we're going to give ourselves to the word. Come on, pray with me. We dedicate our lives and our family to the Bible. God, we're not going to pray less. We're going to begin to pray more. God, thank you right now. Our families will serve together. We will be united in this vision. We believe in God. We're becoming like Jesus, and we will build together in Jesus' name with your heads bowed. If you've never fully trusted Jesus Christ, that means every part of your life, you could believe in God. Satan believes in God. I'm talking about God's working on you right now. You're probably saying, I can't even believe I'm in this church. It's God. He's all the while been nudging you. I am going to count to three. Today is your moment. You're going to raise your hand and say, I'm giving everything. I'm trusting him with all that I am. You're going to raise your hand on three. One, 
And three, you'll raise your hand. Complete trust in God. Two, right now, three. I see your hand, sir. I see your hand, ma'am. I see your hand, son. I see your hand. 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 Come on, somebody. Stop. Shout. Cheer. Woo. Yay. Everyone say, Jesus, forgive me. Come into my life. I believe. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you are the Lord of my life. I believe in you. And I will become your child. In Jesus' name, amen. We so appreciate you spending time with us. If you'd like to invest into what God is doing through City Church California, you can go to our website, citychurchca.com, and click Give. Thanks again, and we hope to see you at one of our campuses this Sunday.